So this was a bad week, right? Yeah, this was not one of the best. I feel like this was almost alternative factor level bad in that I just... I mean, I knew what, what, what was going on this time, at least. Uh, because we've seen it in about seven other episodes each. But I just had a complete failure to give a shit this week about anything that would happen. For all I cared, Spock could have died this week and I wouldn't have noticed. It's really interesting because we have been clamoring, maybe, I don't know, for an Orion-centered episode, and we finally get one, and it's really boring. Because they're basically like super friends, super villains in this episode. Well, that... That, that, this is what I thought. These two episodes are what I thought the animated series would be going into it. This is, I mean, and it's the beginning of season two. This is when they really stopped giving a shit. Like I don't know if I agree with that though, because uh, you know we'll get we'll get to that we'll get to that later. But but one of the episodes this week, uh, the, the the second one, Bem was was written by David Gerald, who wrote the Trouble with Tribble. So it's not that they I I have no idea what was going on. Look, maybe um, you know he 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 has does he has days where he doesn't give a shit and this was one of them that could be yeah someone say hey you have 20 minutes you know and well we'll give you like 50 bucks and he's like all right great i can eat this week and well, that, here, that was what happened but here's the thing though about the pirates of orion is i don't think it's the script's fault okay I, I think it's the i think finally we're getting to a performance issue we're getting to a characterization issue in that the the orions don't really make a whole lot of sense yeah um, they're they're sort of dressed in these Flash Gordon-y sort of costumes, and they have no real personality, which, okay, the Klingons in the original series, many of them didn't have personalities, but I feel like the Orions don't really do anything at all. No, and, they don't even have a gimmick. Like, the Romulans have the order gimmick, and the Klingons have the evil gimmick, and the Vulcans have the logic gimmick, and the... The Orions, or whatever they call them, are green. Well, that okay. So that's that's one thing, right? Is that they're Orions. They're not Orions, but I don't know why they were pronouncing it like that in this episode. And it's just it, it all sort of comes together. To, to if you look at the actual words that they're speaking, I don't think that there's anything wrong with them. I think it would have been a fine episode of the show if, like, think about it. Okay, we had Spock contracted disease. You know, McCoy was having some classic lines about, you know, oh, you green-blooded hobgoblin and all this kind of stuff. It was all sort of like Star Trek by the numbers, but I yeah. think it was decent enough. Well, here's I the- just I just feel like the the animation, I don't know if it has to do with the new director. Uh, you know, who knows? But they also cut a minute out of the running time of the show, oh. which I noticed as well, which in a show this short where we've said before that we wish that some of these episodes had been longer, had been more fleshed out. Cutting an extra minute out of it seems counterintuitive. And also it makes these two, you know, the Pirates of Orion, especially, I think the first 10 minutes are just some of the slowest Star Trek I've ever watched in my life. Yeah, they're just kind of going back and forth, you know, oh, well, we get it in time. Well, it will take us three days. Oh, but what if we get another ship to meet us? And that could cut some time out. Okay, let's call the ship. Hey, we found a ship. All right, they're going to meet us. Oh, here's the crew of the other ship. Well, let's see what they're... And yeah, that that was what that was. And that was just... Here's the thing. Nothing in this episode needed to be animated. There are no weird planets. There's no bizarre alien species. Orions could have been made with 
just some costuming and makeup. Um, they are explicitly humanoid. You just get a couple of big dudes and you put green paint on their faces. Given this, if this was an original series episode, it would have been given the 40, 45 minutes and maybe you would have had time to characterize the Orions a little bit more. All right, figure out what their gimmick is, what they are as a society. They, the show has done that well enough in the past. Sure. And then it would be an episode about meeting a new species and about the trust between two races that really don't know each other well. That would have been a fine episode. And their their entire plan really doesn't make any sense because they, they steal the dilithium from the cargo ship that is uh, transporting the, the medicine mm-hmm. uh, to the Enterprise. And, you know, like Richard said earlier, it's set up so that they can't get to this planet in time. It's going to take four days and Spock is going to be dead in three. And so they set up this sort of like... Um, um, yeah, halfway point, basically. Yeah, like a bucket brigade, basically, to get the medicine They to do them. an algebra problem. You know, the Enterprise is going east on warp eight and the other ship is going west. You know, at one point, do they meet? Right. And Ignore friction. When when the, the, the freighter, the cargo ship, uh, encounters the Orions... They're, it's very slow, even like they're, they're like, oh, there's a ship. There's a ship. We don't know what it is. Go back to the enterprise, go back here, go back there. And it's all very, very stilted. Yeah. And then they have this weird, there's this politics thing where Orion is a neutral planet. You know, they just kind of do their own thing. It's implied. And, you know, they, they're not in the Federation, but they're not an enemy of the Federation, but they're not, you know, neither enemy nor friend of the Klingons, you know, okay. And they're basically, you know, if, if they're, they, they, they're talking about, this, so their plan is they need to remain neutral no matter what. Now, if, so they steal this cargo, Kirk negotiates with terrorists, and then the terrorists say, uh, oh, by the way, we're just going to blow this up in case they tell. Instead of Kirk leveling with these people or having a, genuine conversation or getting to know them he does something that in this day and age at least we would find very that scene bothered me when he said okay here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna let you can have the dilithium you stole i just want the medicine that is not kirk right no it's not it's not at all i mean he doesn't negotiate with with terrorists i mean if we can call the orions that and they they sort of are i mean they they have a power not really a powerful ship actually i was about to say it's a powerful ship but it's it's not i mean the enterprise could easily take it out and the only reason why the enterprise doesn't disable it is because they're in a in a it would bomb have been, meteor shower which is like okay also that most likely would be viewed as an act of war on the enterprise if it is does attack this other ship right but at the same time the orions had already f- fired on the enterprise so that cat has been out of the bag right i got the sense that this is another one of those races that is looking to start a war at any moment we've seen several of those in this animated series already and i don't know it it's just kind of a fucked situation and i don't I think that the Orions are allowed to get away with a lot more than they ought to, and I think Kirk lets them do things that they should not, and I think the thing only gets resolved by there's kind of an accident at the end. I don't know. Like, well, well, here here's the thing yeah. about the Orions, too. I think the problem with this episode, or, or one of the major problems with it, is that we don't know who they are, right? If you think back to yeah. the first appearance of the Klingons or the first appearance of the Romulans, for example— we didn't know who they were either, and of course, the original series and the animated series are very episodic, and Star Trek in general is very episodic. But 
the Romulans and the Klingons had a advantage in that they were appearing in the live action version of the original series with a 50 minute running time and they gave exposition in the in the actual episode to tell us why the Klingons and the Romulans were enemies, what they were like, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that's the thing. On we the... don't know anything about the or- yeah. about the Orions. In the Nothing first, at all. In, no, so Balance of Terror was the first Romulan episode, I believe. Right. Um, and that I remember doing in just a very few lines. You know, the Romulans, we were at war with them. We've set up a neutral zone, you know. We neither of us really go there because that would be considered an act of war. They really like duty. Uh, <laughs> um, that that's all you need to set up the Romulans. Then you just have them reacting from that characterization. That was the basis for it, and the episode spun that off into a very in in a way that they could even do in the animated series. Let's put it this way: the episode the other week where they were on the planet trying to get that soul from that the jihad episode yeah the jihad you had yeah. several alien races and all of them were very well categorized this one he's a coward but he's really good with you know electronics this one he is you know just the big dude you know this one they have this you know religion that makes them peaceful but they were once really violent she's an amazon you know they felt they used some stereotypes to you know carry that along in a lot of ways but you had five distinct alien races in that episode, and I I had no trouble telling them apart. Well, in effect, the Orions are suicide bombers. I mean, because the, the their great plan is to <laughs> not trust that Kirk isn't going to kill them, I guess, and then blow up the Enterprise and then, in effect, also blow their ship up because, of course, the Orions have this thing where if they fail on a mission, they all have to commit suicide, which, all right, but... It doesn't seem like this is my problem. They could have done something with that. I mean, again, we well, could have even had a line where they say, you know, failure is unacceptable to Orions. And, you know, it fa- it, it's, it, it fails Occam's razor, right? Like, wh- <laughs> why would Kirk be pretending to need this medicine to do what? Like, I don't even get it. I mean, he, he would have taken the medicine and then uh, he would have left. I mean, what what could he possibly have done? He wasn't trying to take anything that they needed from them, right? Yeah. They believe- and so... The, the the only logical course for the Orions to say is, yeah, okay, here, take the medicine, whatever. Like, what, yeah, like it, it, just, seemed it seemed like, like they're, they're, it seemed like they were expecting Kirk to, uh, to double like, cross them, like put his hand on the medicine. Not even that. I mean, like, no, they explicitly say, you know, if he tells anybody that we stole this thing, then Orion's neutrality is going to be compromised, and because that is an act against the Federation, they well, you know steal what the, from the Federation. Well, you know what the easy answer is. Don't fucking steal from the well, Federation. Well, that, 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 thank you. Like, um, like, you guys got caught. I mean, what, what yeah, do you want here? Put it this way. They don't want to get prosecuted for doing an act of war, even though they were doing an act of war. Like, that, that's, that, that's pretty much it. They wanted to, and Kirk was giving them the opportunity to have their cake and eating to eat it too. They thought he was going to double cross them. Frankly, Kirk should have double. If they had gone to the terms of the deal, given handed over the medicine and went on the merry way, I really hope Kirk would have still gotten their license plate and called the Federation immediately because that's the only way I could have seen him making a deal is if he didn't intend to honor it. And the thing is really, too, like they're going to commit suicide at the end of the mission because they failed and that's what they say they have to do. So even if Kirk does, you know, immediately call Starfleet headquarters and say, hey, we just uh, uh, stole, you know, some, some yeah. Orions just stole dilithium from a, from a Federation freighter. We got to do something about this. 
you know, what, yeah, what, g- what evidence does he even have? Because they would have blown their ship up. Yeah, the Orion government would then make a very strong statement disavowing all knowledge of this. They, they, they were acting independently. They went rogue. And in the interests of not having an interstellar war, both the Federation and the Orions would agree to that story no matter what. You know, there is no way that... and. No matter what Kirk said, even if Kirk insisted on the truth for some stupid reason, which is not in his character to do in this case, he will lie in order to yeah. protect life. Even if he were to insist on the truth, the Federation and the Orions saying, no, no, this is not the case, like he's this would say he's a conspiracy. Not. He's, they're, there is no reason for this. Yeah, the more it picks apart and maybe a full-length version of this episode— would have explained why that was. Maybe they would have explained what this the Orions are in a way that would justify their actions. Maybe they are a race that has no view of individual life. Maybe they are one which never tells the truth like they're they're an alien uh, it's a saturday morning cartoon i can assume that they always lie so they would assume that kirk is always lying and well that's you know, that that's like but this is me making shit up you know in order to retrofit it into no a but i plot no but i think that actually clarifies something because usually star trek has a point of view and the best episodes of star trek have a point yeah. of view and even the worst episodes of star trek usually have a point of view this episode has no point of view. Beyond, you should trust people when they're being nice. I mean, like that. But that's, that's about that's, the only. Even for a Saturday morning cartoon, that's a lame. But that's moral. not even. That's not a point of view. Yeah. I mean, that's just a moral. You can't tell if the Orions are misguided and good, or are bad and can be rehabilitated. Like, I yeah, I can't tell what they. The, the show makes no moral judgment against either of them. Yeah. And frankly, again, with Kirk's actions, I don't put him on the side of good. Again, he just kind of blunders into saving the day in this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes me wonder if the show was renewed in some sort of way where they were required to make it more Saturday morning cartoony. That's, again, given the the design of the Orions, that doesn't sound surprising. I mean, and a lot of that, too, I think just has to do with filmation in general, because the first oh, yeah. season had a lot of that as well. Um, I don't think that their costuming necessarily means anything, but it it does make me a little uneasy about the next five episodes of the animated series. Yeah, especially seeing the next episode. <laughs> Well, the other thing that I want to mention about the Pirates of Orion is just, I mean, and this I think, like I was saying before, how I don't think the problem is with the script necessarily, or at least you could have gotten a good episode out of this script if it had gone through another revision or two, where where really it has to do with filmation and who directed it and these kind of things. I don't know if you noticed, but they were apparently using a plate, an animation plate that had Kirk and McCoy together on the bridge twice, and it made no sense either time. I didn't know. One time when Spock collapsed, they did a reaction shot, and it was Kirk and McCoy, and then Kirk hits the button on his console to call sickbay. That doesn't make any sense. And then a second time later in the episode, I think when Spock collapses again, they use that exact same plate. And he he calls McCoy, <laughs> and like 
literally two yeah, seconds yeah, yeah. earlier, McCoy was standing right next to him. Yeah, even the calling sick bay. All right, so he's getting you know two dudes in a stretcher. Fine, but yeah, <laughs> it's a bit. It's, it's that again. This is all stretching to fit something. I think that's just indicative of you know, the the sort of level of care that they may have been putting into the show at this point. And here, let me put it this way. You know, based on the, the premise of the episode, you know, Spock needs this medicine, but the crew who has been is sending the medicine over has been captured by space pirates. Kirk and McCoy have to rescue, rescue the medicine. That's an episode. You could go as Saturday morning-y as you want with that. That's a very easy, obvious plot. Even that they can't even do here because I don't know it, it, it it's it's not Star Trekky enough to be a good episode and it's not Saturday morning enough to be entertaining fluff. It's trying to be both and it ends up being just a dire dire episode. And again, I would say the next episode, oh, my my opinion will be very similar. Two suicidal Ryan's. Two, three. Yeah. There now it's a party. Okay. Well, let's move on to our next episode. Bem. Fucking which Bem. Which just that says it all. Wow. Yeah. Now now I I I So I the, the still for this on Netflix by the way is the scene with, you know, Bem's arms is like all like rubbery in the water like grabbing the phasers and communicators. And I thought it was going to be an even more like a great gazoo type of figure, but fortunately they didn't go that bad. But that being said, I fucking hate Bem and everything he stands for, and just he's a bad person. I, I have I have two thoughts about Bem. Number one is Bem is a dick. Uh, <laughs> he's not a nice person, and he's very, very full of himself. This this episode suffers because we don't ever get a good sense of who he is. And again, yeah, and why is he there? They don't, yeah, they like, don't explain why. They kind of half ass so explain he's like, why he's there. His planet is being scouted for the uh, Federation, and he's on like the overnight visit. Like that was, I guess, sure. This is the campus tour. I guess, yeah. And the other thing is. Um, you know, they, they reveal later on that he's a what they call a colony creature, which I assume is some sort of, you know, multi-animal it's thing like the that joins dude together. It's like the that's all the worms but turns into a man when they all knit together. Yeah, and, and you know, we, we've said that one of the charms of the animated series is that it, it really does get to go a little nuts and show things that the show could never have, you know, the live-action version would never have shown. And, again, I think the show, I think this is the first time that the show is really falling down. Like, the animation is really falling down because he's a colony creature, but apparently he's a colony creature that's just like, okay, there's an animal that looks like a human hand. There's another animal that looks like a human leg. What it looks like is they... What it looks like is they took all of the separate animation sheets, like, and just started sliding them around the thing, so you have the arm... You know, section animated independently from the leg section. Like, it just looked really shitty. It, like, that's the best you can do. You have... And then he's got, like, he's got a second pair of arms and yeah. you know, arms and hands for no reason, apparently, that I can see. Uh, he were, I don't, It just, it made no sense. That's really my problem. Like, it yeah. just made no sense. And then, and then, 
and you know, it didn't even look cool. That's that's the thing. Like, no, it looks stupid. If it would, if it made no sense, but it looked cool. All right, I don't care. This is a Saturday morning cartoon, and this is Star Trek. Yeah, I'm not. It does, realism doesn't really matter if you're giving me a good enough story. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of Star Trek is not realistic, and I yeah. think a lot of fiction is not realistic, but, yeah. and that's fine. You know, I mean, Breaking Bad is not realistic, but who cares? Yeah, what what matters is that they make the show feel consistent and and the suspension of disbelief. I can the the word I always use is verisimilitude, yeah. and you know, this this the the the, the cartoon of Bem had none. They can. I it look. Ex- it looked like they were. It looked like they were separating two cartoon plates. I can accept basically. that. You know. Spock is able to forge a tele- intimate telepathic communication with a rock creature because they sell that, because they explain how that works, because the acting in that scene is superb, because it's a very well-done episode, because all of that— Devil in the Dark you're talking yes. about. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a ridiculous premise, but it works. This is no less ridiculous, but they just don't care about making me believe it. And the other thing about this episode is that we don't really ever get a sense of Bem's motivations at all. Um, he apparently is there just to cause trouble for no reason. Yeah. And it, it gets captured by the, the natives on this planet, which are sort of like these um, proto-Gorn or something. Which yeah. I, that's kind of cool. I like I like that. Yeah, and then it ultimately turns out that they're under the, this protectorate of this entity it's called well that that was like i mean and that's no i'm fine with that i'm surprised you're fine with it because you usually don't like god creatures and my and my thing with it was Uh, that that shows how low that season has fallen that the energy being was my favorite part of this episode well it's you know it's funny because like i felt like gerald i i said earlier that david gerald wrote this episode and my problem with it is that he obviously was very very well versed in star trek and its tropes and it just feels to me like he wrote himself into a corner and had no way out of this episode and so fell back on one of the laziest of Star Trek tropes to get out of it. It didn't make any sense. There was no reason for it. It, it just it felt really flat to me. You know what? Maybe Bem was just a toy that somebody made that, like, literally it was in, like, four or five pieces and you could detach the head and you could detach the arms and stuff like that. And this was just made to sell the toy. That's honestly what it feels like. Like, it, it just felt like they gave him and said, write an episode about this character. Yeah, I, I don't know if they ever made action figures. I, I, I kind of would think not. No, but that, then this makes even less sense for this. But maybe dude. they were trying to make money out of this. I mean, the, fa- the fact that the second season happened at all was probably a miracle and it only has six episodes so obviously the show was not super profitable for anyone involved yeah maybe this was their attempt to sort of inject some uh, action figurey stuff i mean maybe that explains the orions in 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 the pirates of orion as well because you know you could see them as an action figure really easily And maybe just no everyone thought it was just kind of shitty that if the rest of the season turns out to have wacky characters in every single one Maybe that's a good working theory. Yeah, that could be the theory. You know, obviously no one ended up making these toys because who the fuck would want a Bem action figure? But beyond... Oh, I would have when I was six. I mean, why not? so would I. I I want one right now. Like, I would just... You know, take the arm and, you know, put it in my sister's bed and it would scare her when she went to, you know... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, It, it, I mean... 
it's difficult to talk about because I, I don't really feel like there's much here. There's it, a- it all just feels sort of like Star Trek paint by numbers. There's really nothing going on. And, you know, for large stretches of the episode, Kirk and Spock are incapacitated in cages. And in so, cages, in wooden cages that are not apparently not secured to the ground that they can't just lift up. Right. Like maybe if even if they're heavy, you could tilt and Kirk and Spock are in peak physical condition. It, yeah, it yeah. felt it felt very lazy. And then you know that that then Dem's all, oh, I I got you captured, but whatever, like this, you failed the test, and and it's just it's just illogical. I mean, there's so much in it that's illogical. Like the Bem steals their phasers and communicators, and then gives them back when they ask for them. Like, why did he steal them? Did he even say why? To test what they were like without technology. Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. Because he's a dick. And they, they don't even make him, if they had made him like a playful trickster type character who just... The the Orion episode, the Orions and the Bems all seem to be... There are plenty of episodes where aliens are making what we would consider strange decisions or not the, the most logical decision or not the best decision, but... The episode goes on to explain why, because of their culture, they are driven to make this decision. As in, the end of the of Balance of Terror, the Romulan blows up his ship because he has he has been defeated and he's lost his honor and all of that. And he is, you know, and Kirk does does not un- exactly understand why he's doing it, but. Within the realms of the Romulan culture, as we have seen, it makes complete sense that that's what he's doing, that he is self-destructing his ship. And I can accept that. I don't get why there is no logic to the decision of anything Bem does and anything the Orions do. Um, And again, this is going, I guess this is the, the original point of they weren't characterized because they were just working on the look for the toy. But his logic makes no sense and it just seems... Maybe he, he makes the decisions that will make the episode longer. Maybe the Pandronians are a race of insane colony creatures who are testing other races by acting as insane as possible. Well, it tried my patience and I failed. And and then at the end they're all like, "Well, these colony creatures need to not be in this form ever again." And Well, that's what I wanted to yeah. that's what I wanted to talk about. Another so they, we failed and we have to self-destruct. Well, they okay. No, I that that makes as much sense as anything else in the episode. So I'll just go with that. Yeah, but it just but, seems that is that the, is that where they're going to fall back on? Like, uh, you know, is is that going to be the theme of the series from the, from here on out? You can fail, but it's okay. Don't beat yourself up. Well, there's only way to there's only one way to find out. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it the ending is so bizarre though because it really feels like the most explicit format that this show ever had about a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. I mean, they pretty much explicitly said the moral and they've never done that in this show before. They have the energy being who is teaching Bem the power of forgiveness and how it is great and makes you a better person and you have so much to learn. So don't destroy yourself and da da da. And it's like, I feel like an eggling. I like that word eggling. And it's like the power of forgiveness and learning from your mistakes, children. Like, it just really feels like they're trying to teach a lesson here that no one really needs to learn, I guess, except for six-year-olds. Uh, yeah, and again, this this this, this show would seem like it's a middle school-level type thing. And I'm really sorry, but 
Which you know that by now. Kirk and Spock, like, wouldn't Kirk insist on Ben being arrested? You know, it depends because he, I, I, I would at least, I find Because they tried and arrested him earlier. I find him at least as annoying as Harry Mudd, so they yes. Try, they tried to arrest him earlier. They put him under arrest, and then he got away again. And once they try and get him back, and the energy being comes down and tells them, no, you can't do this, blah, 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 then suddenly they're all happy again. And they don't try and put him under arrest. They don't try and do anything. It's just there's no... Well, because there's, he said there's no, sorry. There's no, like, there's no, like, adult human interactions that make any sense in this episode basically yeah again it, nobody's going with motivations just what makes the plot you could have an interesting plot as in they have a, a, a an alien who is so far advanced and is do it, it seemed like they were going for so they have bem is on this ship and he's secretly testing the enterprise but you know to see how really what are they made out of he ends up doing something stupid and going a bit too far and right. getting them in actual danger um, and then has to be saved himself. And he's about to start beating himself up, but he realizes, no, you know, no, perfection is not the goal of life. You know, it's to strive to be better and we can all, you know, and instead of he was originally judging the humans for being in federation for being imperfect, but found out that his own society was imperfect and learned a bit. That would have been fine. But that's, they didn't seem to have that. That would have been a point of view, but they didn't seem to even be that clear on that. Like I said, it just doesn't seem like any, at this point, it really, no one gives a shit. Have you heard Kirk saying stardates lately? Yeah, he said them in both these episodes. Have you heard the way he said stardates lately? He's tossing them off like he is just bored and looking at his watch. I mean, I haven't liked any of the voice performances in any of the animated series, really. So yeah. I didn't. I'm finding that especially egregious. I, I didn't notice yeah. that. It didn't sound any different to me. All right. Well, we've got four more episodes of the animated series to go. Two more of Trek About. And then we will be into the original series movies. So there's light at the end of the tunnel. And hopefully next week's episodes, <laughs> The Practical Joker <laughs> and Albatross... <laughs> Will be better than this. Oh, yes, I'm sure they'll be wonderful. They're going to have a toy of the albatross, and it's going to rip my throat out.